Oh, starting the podcast early again. It's me calling Ben on the Zoom. That's right. Me dialing the Zoom. Dialing the Zoom for Ben without Ben knowing about it. And starting the podcast, even though Ben doesn't know that I'm starting the podcast. And I know that he can hear me because I can hear his headphones that have my voice going through them. (laughs) Paul Goody. Hey, Ben Lawrence. How's it going? Good. How are you? Good. My chair is extra squeaky today. So thanks, everyone. It is extra squeaky. Yeah, sorry. Thanks for sticking around. Hey, yeah. So, speaking of sticking around, it's me, and it's the podcast. Welcome to episode number 375, which we're recording on Friday, May 5th, 2023. Ten days before my 50th birthday. Happy ten days before your 50th, Paul. Hey, thanks, man. So, um, I went to the doctor. Oh, yeah? And I had, uh... Two choices that were presented to me. One was a colonoscopy, which uh, you you can't. You have to take a day off of work. Right. Um, they clean everything out and then they stick a camera up your butt. I've and heard. there was another option uh, where you poop in a box. <laughs> and the poop in the box option uh, is only good for three years. The camera up the butt is good for fifteen years. Uh, but I chose the poop in the box option because the other one would take a long time to schedule. And if they find something in the, in the box option, then you have to get the other one anyway. Right. So it was like, okay, well, as, as you know, Ben, I am, uh, always afraid of something happening with my health insurance. And so I'd hate to have one of those scheduled and then have the insurance go away. Right. Uh, Whereas the box option I can get right away. And that is the American healthcare system in a nutshell. Your numbers are a little different than what I was told. The last time I went to the doctor, I was... Uh, given the option to schedule a colonoscopy, which they told me is good for 10 years, or it's not a it's not a poop in a box option. It is a poop in your toilet on a little piece of tissue paper. Stick a small what looks like a pipe cleaner in it. Get a sample and return it to the lab, and they check that. And yeah, that's probably the same thing. That's the option I went with, and that is one of the more disgusting things I've ever done. Um, oh, I've done plenty more disgusting the things. Same, the same thing. If they find something, they schedule you, they schedule you for a colonoscopy. Uh, uh, if they don't find anything, you have to do the same thing every year. So until every they year. do find something. Yes, every year. So wow. I just got to remember next, uh, when was that? I think that was in the winter. I think that was like around November. So I got to yeah, remember. I've never, I've never November, done anything. I'll do that. Uh, I've, I've never done either one of those. It's been a long time since I've been to the doctor. Yeah. So. Did so, you yeah. go because you might, because you have a question about your health insurance? Or is mm-hmm. there, uh, not, uh, without well, getting well, no, too I, uh, informational. I mean, I went, I went because I hadn't gone in a while. And I'm turning 50 in 10 days. And I yeah. was like, okay, well, I should reason. probably get a checkup. Um, I'm supposed to go and get blood work done also. I didn't do that yet. Right. Um, you have to go. But here's the thing, right? You have to go after you've been fasting for eight hours. And they open at eight. So I figured that I could just one morning just go right when I wake up and as long as I haven't eaten anything, I I was again, different. uh, I don't know why the American healthcare system, I was told that coffee was okay. Like the last time 
Okay, good. Black coffee is okay. Black coffee, yeah, no cream or sugar. But I, the, when I need, the last time I needed to get blood work, I, for whatever reason, thought instead of my normal black coffee this morning, I'm gonna have a glass of juice. And they, <laughs> they told me uh, I had to come back and not have a glass of juice beforehand because yep. it was gonna, it affected my blood sugar. So. Yep. That's exactly right, Ben. I don't know if you can hear this, but Edward is barking up a storm upstairs. I, I cannot hear it, but I'm wondering if the uh, the podcast people will. Uh, the podcast people might be able to. Yeah, something's going on with that word. Who knows? Um, so I've been watching uh, Resident Alien on. Peacock. I've heard. Yeah, based on the comic book. I I've heard of yeah. the TV show, but I have not seen it. How is it? I find it very good. There's a there's some there's some writing uh, that I really enjoy that they have going on. Alan Tudyk course, is in that, right? Yes, Alan Tudyk okay. is the titular resident alien, and I and I find uh, I find a little bit of a harmony with his character. It that seems uh, to have uh, flown under the radar. I remember when it was like announced, but I haven't heard anything about it. Like, how many seasons is it? Yeah, it's. I think they're they're on their third. There will be a third season. Really? On Peacock, uh, there are two seasons already. I'm almost to the end of season one. Before, at this point. before we go any further, I just have to mention what I'm seeing. So I have the curtain open here in the theater, and it looks out onto one of these loft apartments across uh, the uh -huh. street here. Big windows. All I can see. Oh, Ben, you froze. Ben big windows for a second. Yeah, I know. I, I saw that I froze. So big windows. Yeah. All I can see is basically like a stairway going up. Normally they have the blinds closed. But today there's a kid. He looks like he's in his late teens, early 20s, wearing headphones, practicing moonwalking. <laughs> it looks like he's practicing right. moonwalking. And uh, I'm like, yeah, you go. He sits down. He gets up. He moonwalks. He goes back. He sits down. That is my. That is what I'm currently looking himself at. Moonwalking. Oh, uh, like he's a TikToker, a dirty TikToker. Yeah. Well, well, I'm wondering. I well, what I'm thinking is he's recording himself moonwalking so that he can watch it back and see how he's doing. I it could be wrong. Could be absolutely be wrong. I learned the proper um, way to moonwalk, now ben, and I know. Our, our delay, because my yeah, internet see, went out, our delay yep. is going to be crap. That's that's exactly what I... It's funny. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. So... <laughs> Hooray! This will be fun. For those of you who are used to Ben and Paul during the pandemic, <laughs> uh, this should be par for the course. Okay. All I'll three? Go. Yeah. I'll, I'll count. Uh -huh. <laughs> One, two, three. <laughs> yeah. Boo. Yeah. Yeah, that's a lot of delay. <laughs> I'm sure. Uh, my turn. Okay. One, two, three. <laughs> yeah. For me, it was... <laughs> oh, man. Ben, that's, this should that's be crazy. fun. Okay, well, yeah, but we're 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 okay because we're used to it. Now yeah. that we know that it's happening, we can compensate. <laughs> so, Resident Alien. Yeah, very a very good show. I <clears throat> highly recommend it. Uh, I'll very check it out. funny, and you know that's. Uh, Have you read the comic? It's it's. No, I haven't. I haven't read the comic. Uh, now he's uh, what singing. I was say, though, is it may <laughs> actually... Wait a second. It, and it turns out that it's uh, a Michael Jackson impersonator. <laughs> it's possible. Yeah, it's That possible. was big business for a while. Yeah, yeah. I've seen a couple of Michael Jackson impersonators. We we went to actually I think the only time I've seen them is when he was still alive. I remember there being one in like Expo eighty six when my family went up to Vancouver for the uh the great expedition of nineteen eighty six. Vancouver, Canada? Yeah, Vancouver BC. 
Okay. So let's talk about impersonators. You got number one with a bullet, probably Elvis. Elvis. Then probably Michael Jackson, maybe number two. Ooh, Abe Presidents, Lincoln. Though Abe I Lincoln, so yeah, uh, like yeah. any like insert any president. Yeah, any yeah, and probably Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, uh, who else? Like now, I I yeah, will say like any, I think like impersonators you would see on the Hollywood Walk of Fame or like in Times Square. Now, I feel like drag is a separate thing. In my opinion, maybe a higher art form, even. So you're not... Because they're not just impersonating the person, but they're... Well, I guess Elvis impersonators are kind of... It's weird. Elvis impersonators are kind of like same-sex drag, in a way. Because <laughs> it's, it's, you know, flashy costumes, big show, and all that sort of thing. Oh, Elvis Drag Kings. I'm sure there are some. And they're probably wonderful. But the big news of the day, at least for me, yeah. is as you know, Jennifer got into a car accident. She she uh, you know, filed a claim with our insurance company. We have received the money. Oh. And so now comes getting a different car. And I would I won't say new car because it's not new you for know, you. New for us. And I'm the the hard part with this is of course that the car that she wants and the car that I want are often you know a little different. Right. But I'm not going to say the name of the business. We both finally decided on a car that we saw online. CarMax. It was a Mazda 3. <laughs> Those are nice I cars. Know, yeah. It was a Mazda 3. And then like a all the way up there, hatchback. we also saw that they had a um, uh, Mini Cooper. Which, not great cars as far as uh, how they drive and stuff like that, but but we've always uh, liked them. Yeah. The only person I have talked to at length who's owned a Mini Cooper, uh, your friend and mine, Chris Dietz. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the one of his biggest complaints was that, yeah, it's a fun little car. He actually thought it drived really well. It's like a little sports car. However, yeah. repairs and parts are super expensive. Yeah. So that's so that's something that we um, didn't have to worry about either of the cars <laughs> because we went to a place, I'm not going to say their name, but we went to a place across the river uh, and the way that Jennifer described it is probably the best way I could imagine uh, it described. She said simply, they're not selling cars. They're selling experiences. No, no, like like <laughs> there's something else going on at that location. Ah, they're I doing gotcha. something. It's selling a front? cars is not it. Uh, hey, I'm not I'm not saying one way or the other what it is exactly, but if you want a Mazda three or a giant bag of blow, come down to Eddie's car. Here's car lot. the deal: the Mazda three, right, that we wanted to see, yeah, was behind like a bunch of other cars. Like the cars are are like here's a car, here's another car. And then here's a car here, here's a car here. Like, literally touching each other. They're all stacked in. Yeah. Um, when we said that we were interested in it, they said, okay, that's a cash-only car. So we're going to need a cat. We don't finance that one. We're going to need a, a cashier's check for it. Um, also, you can't test drive it. <laughs> okay, that's, the, um, that's like the biggest red flag right there. Yeah, all these things, and we're like... <laughs> okay, and we started looking up the reviews, and it's like the it's like um, four hundred re reviews, right? Three hundred and fifty five star, 
star reviews. We went here, they were really nice. We got our mama car, blah, blah, blah. And yeah. then 51 star reviews. And all of them are like, I don't know where you guys went to, but these people did not sell me a car at all. They told me that I couldn't test drive it. Uh, when I when I said that I was interested in this car, they said to come back in two hours. Uh, you know, just like all this crazy, crazy stuff. So we did not we did not get a car there. Probably um, a smart idea. Yeah, and we went to another place, and <laughs> this is true. We we went to another place, and when the guy saw us come up, he went into the office of the place and Locked didn't come out. <laughs> So that guy didn't so want to sell any cars. We're trying again tomorrow, um, but it was it was really strange, a very odd experience. How are you? Are you just going to different lots, or are you looking up cars online? We're looking up cars online, and that's one of the things is that this this place had a lot of cars listed online. Yeah, and the thing that we figured is, I guess that's, I mean. If, if you are, in fact, not selling cars but want people to think you are, having a bunch of them listed on your site is one thing. Now, the, the one deal is I was like, you know, this is a very small lot. Maybe they have to put them there, and maybe they, they do a little bit of a driving thing to get people out. But for us, it was, um, it was not, not going to work yeah. out for that one. So we're going to look at other, at other things. When I um, bought my car, I used a very well-known website to filter a search. And actually, mm -hmm. a Mazda 3 would have been on that list, but I I wanted a two-door car, not a four-door car. The threes, mm -hmm. I don't think, come in two doors. Um, but yeah, the the place that I, where I saw the car that I currently that I have actually eventually ended up buying was not a lot at all. It was actually like an auto brokerage. So what I do is I had this, I scheduled to view the car. So I, I emailed them like, I'm interested in driving this Volkswagen yeah. you have. And they're like, okay, it's, it's kind of sketchy, but it, you know, again, I'm like, well, might as well have that experience. They're like, meet me at this like auto shop on Elliott, Elliott Bay Road or Elliott Avenue. And I'll have the car there for you. I'm like, all right, whatever. So I, I roll up, and yeah, there's the car just sitting in the parking lot. And it turns out that this this brokerage is uh, they store their cars on the pier, or like on you know on a um, not on the pier, but on uh, the port in, the, in a lot at the port of Seattle. And when they schedule a drive, they bring the car out from the. It's from like the valet, lot. except for. I mean that's yeah, what totally. that's what this place should have done rather than shoving all those cars because there's right. no way to park there's nowhere to park in their lot. They have now all this these kid cars is just here. dancing. I want to turn the camera around and show you, but I want to respect his privacy as well. Yeah, well, thank you for respecting <laughs> his privacy. Funny. He can probably that, see that me looking at him. Yeah. Works. Um, so so let me think. Uh, oh, I saw. I think it's on HBO Max. David Burns, uh, American something, American, American Utopia. Utopia. Yeah, did you see it? I have seen it. I've seen it twice actually. It's really good. Yeah, it's uh, really good. I I especially like symbol, uh, the symbol player, who does a bunch of other stuff. Well, actually, I mean the two dancers are great. Also, yeah, they're also backup singers. They didn't just dance. Yeah. Yes, yes. But the reason I say the two dancers is because they are they are excellent at dancing. Right. The singing is also is also very good. What they do. But yeah, I really liked it. I really liked it a lot. Um He was talking about there's one moment of that show that I remember where he was talking about um the the uh, I think it's like African vocalization music that influenced I the uh, Talking Heads song I Zimbra, where he where David Byrne is talking about this method of uh -huh. singing, and he he gives he's just he just utters a bunch of like vocal nonsense for maybe 20, 30 seconds. Oh oh, that, and then, that's and then he says, and that went on, and that goes on for forty five minutes, and then at the end, okay, so so the that song that he's talking about, it's. It's not African. It's a uh, Dadaist. Oh yeah, that's uh, right. Thing. Because that, that's why I thought of it. Because I thought it was 
Like I thought, Izimba was uh, yeah. influenced by African music, but no, you're right. It is it is Dadaist. And at the end of the of the of the thing, if you watch it all the way through, right at the end, that that thing that goes on for 45 minutes, they start playing it. The the, the audio of it uh, starts playing, and there's a shot of a kid who's listening to it. It's pretty cool. Uh, the, but the main thing is, yeah, David Byrne, uh, great, awesome, uh, uh, good singer, uh, very interested human being, uh, saw, uh, where they were doing, um, Say His Name, uh, yeah. and they said Emmett Till, and I immediately remembered my gaffe from the last one, and here's the thing, I could have ignored the fact that I did a gaffe on the last one. No one would have cared. No one else listens. But now they'll hear when I said that Emmett Till was from the South. Uh, Again, I can't apologize enough. So I'm going to do it one more time. Uh, All right. The world forgives you, Paul. Talking about stuff I don't know, Ben, is a trademark of this show. But sometimes it's uh, in poorer taste than usual. Let's talk about something that I do know about. Oh, God. Uh, uh, Spicy Mustard Doritos. It's a new flavor I that they have, have here not, in the Midwest. I have not heard of spicy mustard Doritos. Um, I'm they're a little good. afraid. Uh, they're very yellow. Doritos already kind of yellow, uh, but you know orange because of the powder. This right. uh, these Doritos are very. I mean, you the, you can tell the, the yellowness dust. is just there. The mustard dust in this case. How is it? Is how is the spiciness? Is it like flaming hot it's, Cheeto spicy? Here's the thing: it's um, it's a mustard spicy, right? So there's a different kind of quality to it. Yeah. Um, if if they were to make horseradish Doritos, uh, wasabi Doritos, whatever, uh, it wouldn't be that far off. It's it's sort of that kind of a. Like a sort of a clear your sinuses spicy. Okay. Kind of. So it's pretty good. There was a... Um, uh, what's that brand of pretzel? Like Rolo or something? Raleigh? Rolled Gold? Rolled Gold. For a while, I think it was Rolled Gold, they had a um, flavored pretzel. It was the pretzel shape, not the sticks. That, were, that had mustard dust. Uh, on them, oh. and it just like if you just like pulverized and dried yellow mustard yep. and shook it on these pretzels, it was the most delicious thing ever. I would almost eat an entire bag in one sitting, and now, I don't now, think see, they make them anymore. Here's here's what I'm a fan of. I'm a fan of the Snyder's of Hanover uh, honey mustard nuggets. Mmm. Or bits. They have another, like, bits and pieces that have been smashed. I like those as well. Um, but, yeah, it's, 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 it's also got that dust on it, but it's also got a sweetness to it because of the honey part of it. Yeah. It's really good. Not a fan um, of the honey ingredient. I like honey in general, but it gets put into too many things. Um, there is a flavor of Theraflu that I like that they used to make, just regular old lemon flavor. But now they don't make regular lemon flavor. It's got to be honey lemon flavor, and mm. it's not the same. Do you know of a store called Nautical Bowls? Never heard of it. Is there one in Seattle? Okay. They're they're like the acai bowl things, you know. It's sort of a smoothie, okay. but you eat it with a spoon. And it's kind of frozen, maybe sometimes. Anyway, there's one that opened up in Edwardsville. Oh, speaking of which, Ben, uh, before I forget, um, this summer there is a burger place called the High Point that is world famous in St. Louis. And Edwardsville, Illinois, where I live, is getting their own High Point burger place. If you could uh, Jennifer, compare their yes. burgers to a burger that you could get in Seattle, what would it most closely resemble? Jeez, I don't know. Um, like, is it yeah. is it more on the Kid Valley side or more on the Dick's side or like I, I eight pounds? 
so, burger. So, what kind of burgers are Smash Burgers? I want to say Smash Burgers is a technique and not a stuff. Is like, right? No, that's what I mean. Yeah, like, 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 is Dick's a smashed burger type of burger, or is it? I don't believe so. I think the patties come preformed yeah, from the factory. I'm, I'm feeling like, I mean, there was the, what was the, the, there was a place called the Burger, is it like the Burger Lab or the, or the, do you know what I'm talking about? There was a place in Seattle that was like an experimental burger place. Uh can't remember now but anyway that's sort of what it is sort of like smashed smash okay. burgers not, is it sort of like the, upper the is it like burger. upper high scale end. sort of higher, thing, end, high end? higher yeah. end yeah maybe like five guys maybe a little bit like five guys but not exactly like five okay there was a not the right one actually now that I think about there it. was a joint up the street i probably talked about this before it's um big little burger and huh. a, apparently they were they were just like on this corner up here at Twelfth uh, and Pike for years, and I only mm-hmm. started going there like a few months ago, and finally realized that I actually like the burger. I just whenever I'm at Annex, I default to just walking down the street to Dick's. But yeah. finally, was like, oh, this place is pretty good. It's kind of pricey, you know. You're gonna walk out yeah. of there with burgers and fries for, you know, like ten, twelve dollars, and um, and then they went out of business. They're like, this this location uh-huh. is closed forever. And I'm like, just no. when I found you. Yeah. But it was it was more of a smash burger type. It was um, not perfectly round burgers. Very like. Thick in the center, kind of, kind of deal. Yeah. And they had truffle fries, which was their like you couldn't get any other, you know, any other flavor of fries. They, they seasoned their fries with truffle salt, and that that was like their deal. Yeah. It was good though. You liked it. I did. I did like it. I enjoyed it. It took a. I had a. I had a bit of a complaint about the user experience, because. Mm. The you go up to the counter, a okay. So it's a it's a cavernous. It's not decorated at all. It's like you're walking into a basement, a cement basement to buy that has a burger bar, right? Yep. So it's very cavernous. It's very echoey because there's no art on the walls. It's the walls are just like painted with like you know are hipster. there tables, metal tables, metal chairs. So if anybody moves a chair along the floor, it makes a loud sound, and they are blasting music. So you have loud music that is bouncing across the walls, and they have to call your name when your mm. burger is ready. I sat as close to the counter as possible, and I could still barely hear the person call my order. I believe that Jennifer, Betty, and I were at a burger place in Alton, Illinois, that is probably almost the exact same experience. It's a very it's, you have specific burger aesthetic. Yep. Um, Alton has, is, uh, there, there are a couple of burger places that are really good in Alton. Uh, Alton is really interesting. It's by the Mississippi River, right? So it does have a waterfront, quote unquote, kind of thing, but it's also kind of a depressed city. Uh, so there isn't a lot. Yeah. Riverfront. That's right. That Uh, city um, should go see a therapist. Yeah. No doubt. Grafton. Uh, suffered from flooding. It's a place where we went and saw the Fourth of July fireworks at one point in time. They're pretty impressive. We might Was go up there the again sometime. Mississippi River flooding. Yep, exactly. I had a, I had a, I knew a guy who who lived there, and it was one of those situations where um, his family had to move in with his uh, cousins, or he had to move in with his cousins for a little while, and. Uh, someone's like, oh, that must have been horrible. He's like, no, for me, it was great. My parents hated it. For, for me, I had got to hang out with my cousins all the time and all that. So it was very much I didn't a, have to know, make food. We had dinner at six every night. <laughs> exactly. Um, I'm going to show you what her... I'm seeing. He's not, he's not there, so I feel fine showing this to you. But this is my view. 
Okay, you can't see it anyway. Uh, but out yeah. that window is just... he. This kid was just dancing, and now he's not there. I think he saw me looking at him. Uh-oh. And got shot. So, uh, Betty's uh, group had a percussion uh, performance that they did. I saw uh, Jennifer posted a picture or a video on Facebook yesterday oh, yeah. or today. Um, I didn't watch the video. Manamana. But there's another one that, that I don't think she recorded called Thank You. And in it, they're playing uh, the, the so like, a, you know, the uh, marimba. You, you're very familiar with it. I do know the marimba. Uh, Aaron yes. Jorgensen, uh, your friend and mine, very accomplished uh, marimba player. Uh, there's yep. a metal version kind of uh, called the Vibes that you might know of. Uh they had a, a performance where they were playing, like, metal uh, segments of, you know, a mallet instrument with bows. Mm. And it, it makes a really weird, eerie sound. It's very cool. Uh, she dropped her bow, and uh, her mom and I both noticed that instead of panicking, she just finished the song with one bow. Which is the right thing to do, and, and it was pretty cool. And it's yeah. not what I would have done. I would have been like, oh, no, I didn't. Knock the whole is thing that, over, whatever. Is, <laughs> set the place on fire, ran out, yeah, and never exactly. looked back. Changed my name. We all, we all need to leave. Um, <laughs> hey, speaking of we all need to leave, I... Uh, it's a bad segue. It's not going to make any sense. Um, it's not the end of the show yet, Paul. You can't get out that I had my, I had my, my, uh, my psychological test. Oh, really? Uh, did I mention it on pod, or did I talk to you about it afterwards? You know what? Uh, I you think you mentioned it. You mentioned you were going to be doing it on the podcast, and maybe yeah. more details off the record. So, so one of the things was that uh, Jennifer also has to fill out some forms, and uh, I mailed one of her forms in because there were two two um, two meetings that I had. After the first meeting, gave me a form home. Had Jennifer fill it out. I mailed it in, and then I go to my second one, which is about three hours, um, filling out more forms. I had to do uh, some uh, intelligence testing as well, which was interesting. Really? Um, and I get done, and they hand me two forms, and one of them was the form that Jennifer already filled out, and they said. I said, oh, well, you know, I already already filled that one out. And they're like, well, I don't know. They just wonder to fill it out again, I guess. I don't know. So <laughs> okay. I went, I went, and, and she's like, but if she already filled it out, then don't worry about it, I guess. So filled it out, uh, filled out the, the second one, mailed the second one in, and then called the office and said, hey, we mailed that second one in. And she said, okay, what about the one that was, uh, that we asked you to fill out that you had already filled out? And I was like, well, um... Sorry, but I, I sent that one already. She's like, oh, well, we never received it. This is all part of the example. And, well, this is the thing. Is <laughs> I'm thinking in my head, aha. And I say, well, I do remember calling your office and saying that, that you had received it. And she said, well, okay, the only other thing is that maybe the doctor already got it. I'll give you a call. And so, again, <laughs> if, if this were a test... And then she calls me and says, oh, I just wanted to let you know that we found that form. To which I replied, what form? And then she was like, the one that you called it. Oh, and I'm like, oh, right. Right. Okay, great. Great. So they're now going to do the thing, and then they're going to give me my, uh, my results. One of the things that I noticed is that, you know, one of the big things is the idea that, you know, I am most likely... Uh, you know, on the spectrum. And I had previously been diagnosed with adult ADHD, and maybe that diagnosis is incorrect. One of the tests that they sent back was an ADHD diagnosis thing, and I'm still clicking a lot of boxes on that. Yeah. So there's talk of there being a comorbidity and all that, plus the DSM-6. Who knows what that's going to be like? But anyway, all of this to say, when I went to see my doctor on the 4th, uh, I mentioned that they would be getting uh, this diagnosis thing. And, 
And she was like, well, uh, you know, it's probably Asperger's. And I'm like, well, we don't, we don't use that term anymore. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, I, I know we don't. And this is what she did. She was like, I know we don't use that term anymore, but uh, amongst ourselves, I guess she meant other doctors. She was a doctor, not a psychologist, um, medical doctor. Um, we still use it we're because it, it We're makes, slow to adapt change. Well, and not only that, but she was like, you know, that they like... <laughs> and, she, and then she said, whenever you say autistic, people think of someone with Down syndrome. To which I was like... Do they? Except... Except I think things are changing now. I think I think that is slowly becoming less of a of a thing. She's like, I guess so. But it was it's something that made me think. Um, you know, there are people who are autistic who are who have a, a lot more problems communicating, a lot more problems with socialization, things like that. I have a a thought that may be incorrect but I'm just examining my my life as a when I was a kid and stuff like that yeah that in dealing with people who had those issues right I remember specifically being taught by the adults around me that they were different people because I didn't think of them in that way. I thought of them as as being a kid like me. And right. so that's a question of, you know, how much of this... Like, if, if no one had ever intervened like that, what would have... What would have happened? What would my life have been like? Like, because I, there was a kid on the bus that I was talking, I remember this very distinctly. I got yelled at for, for messing with him. But I was just talking to him. In my mind, we were having a conversation. This is when I was in, I think, first grade. And I am telling you, Ben Lawrence, as an adult, Paul Goody, that... I was simply having a conversation with that kid. Like, it, I did not... I was not like, what's wrong with you? I didn't get a weird vibe off of him or anything like that. I... I was speaking to him He was just another as, kid. As yeah. I would speak to another child. Yeah, and to this day, when I remember it, that that is what was going on with me and this kid. So, you know, I do also have memories of like difficulties I had as a kid like with people making making jokes and like like people everyone seeming to know what to do except for me right stuff like that like those sort of feelings and so in a weird way I think that it's possible that when when we talk about there being a spectrum right yeah and and it's People think of it as a line, but it's not. It's a, it's a, it's like a three D spectrum thing and all that. That maybe in the future, the the concept of you know developmental disabilities, things like that, will be different, and and we won't necessarily like we'll think of of what happened in the past and, and, uh, you know, how we categorize people. And just like now, when we say we don't use Asperger's anymore, part of the reason for it isn't, isn't because, you know, it's not, it's not useful in describing someone necessarily, but because it also undercuts the concept of, those other like the thing that the thing that the doctor said to me well we do that because when when people say say that they usually think of this kind of kid that that's doing that type of kid a disservice yeah. by making a separation where there shouldn't be one 
Like it's interesting because it, it, they have you do have this one word to cover a whole range, i.e., a spectrum of abilities and ways to think of <clears throat> of your mental uh, your your neurodivergency. Because yeah. you know, there's I have a, a very good friend of mine who has uh, an autistic kid, but this kid's gonna need help living the rest of his life. Right, yep. he's never going to be independent. He does not have Down syndrome. Actually, I, a number of I, I understand Down syndrome people can live independently. Yep. This this particular child, who is now I think eighteen, cannot. Yep. I mean, there 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 are kids who have no have no communication skill, right? Yeah. Um, and and later on, you know, they find different ways to open up that possibility and stuff like that. And so, so the idea that the idea that, that everyone is in this large ah, buckets, the wrong, but you know what I mean? Like this, so I'm saying there can be varying degrees of ability within that in, in different areas, right. Also is, is interesting. And like on the form that I filled out, you know, there's a level, levels one through three, and one is, um, you know, uh, may need some accommodation, uh, may need a lot of accommodation, and, you know, will always, that, that last one, the, the, the idea that you'll always need accommodation and help and a lot of it is, yeah. you know, what they have is level three on this thing. So even the, even within the the sort of new, uh, more encompassing thing, there are still levels, right? It's right. just that they don't use the term uh, named after a Nazi anymore, which right. I think is is fine. I am I'm okay with that. <laughs> but a lot of people actually built, you know, identities about being an Aspie, quote unquote, that sort of thing. And that's why I have not heard that. Your uh, oh yeah, um, there's a an Aspie's Guide to Life, you know things like that. It's, it's you know hey you have this thing and 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 let's wear it. Nothing wrong a, with owning it, yeah. Yeah, but but there is something I I feel like there is something wrong about making it your your whole identity. Just like if someone's a gamer, right? The fact that you play a video game is not a problem. And the fact that you, you know, you name yourself this and like, like you know, hey, I'm a gamer. You know, that's great. Have you met Americans? Our hobbies and our political political beliefs yep. are our identities these days. When you say, when you say I'm a gamer and you're not, that's when the problem happens. <laughs> yeah. You have not, the, no true Scotsman thing. That, that it's kind called of gatekeeping. Yeah. Um, I'm the I key like... master of the gatekeeping community. <laughs> <laughs> you, I bet you never even watch Ghostbusters. <laughs> um, Rick Moranis, huh? There's a guy who. It, he is a guy, yeah. Who who really? I mean, the the not doing. Uh, movies anymore so that he could you know be with his family and stuff this is a big deal his yeah well yeah i always get a kick out of whenever so yeah he did that he his his wife passed away so he quit acting to raise his children right and a lot of people are like oh what a great sacrifice he made but he was privileged enough to do yeah. that not everybody I mean, has those means yeah that's a very good point ben I Okay, look. If you've listened to this podcast for a while, you know Ben and I well, you know what we're like. I was gonna say you know what Ben and I are good people. Maybe maybe we aren't. <laughs> but you know us enough. We try. We try. What I thought you were gonna say, and Ben, I don't know why I cast you in this light. <laughs> because I don't think that you would actually do this at all. But but I thought you were gonna do this anyway. Yeah, you know, his wife died and so he um he quit acting to take care of his children. And that's great. What, what people don't often mention is that he killed his wife. That's what I thought you were going. 
I knew that that wasn't the case. I thought that you were going to make that as a joke for some reason. Those of you who don't know, in the writing process, uh, Ben and I, there are occasionally, like, jokes that we make that we would never put in a show because uh, they're... They're on an edge of taste that we know we aren't those people. Right. Uh, sometimes, uh, right before we go on stage, it's decided that we're not going to do uh, a certain <laughs> thing, but we're better Which people for it. Ruins the entire thing. Um, yeah. I, I actually that uh, kind of does sound like something I would say because I do find myself going there sometimes, and you know, and not on not in a public forum, but maybe like talking with one other person. Yeah. And more often than not, I am just met with like this blank stare and a person aghast at that I might say something so horrible, and then having to walk it back saying, "That's I." Uh, never mind. I'm sorry. It's I because said that. it's because you're so nice, Ben, and that's not a bad thing. People have a good <laughs> opinion of you, and sometimes they're like, "Did Ben really?" So, for those of you listening who don't know this already, I'm getting very close to the camera on the live stream, Ben actually moved my house for me <laughs> when I went to Illinois. I broke up our performing duo to move to the Midwest and Ben packed everything up for me and I I still and it's one of those things where someone goes, "Well, you would have done the same thing for him." Ben knows me. <laughs> what <Would> I <laughs> now? Now, after he's already done it, I might. Right. I might. But at the time, at the time, if he would have been like, "Oh yeah, um, I can help you look up movers, Ben, if you want. I can right. try to arrange something." But I'll send an email to someone else and have them do it. But I'll tell you, if if I had, you know, obviously, if I had a lot of money. A lot of crazy things would happen. Uh, and this is because, as Jennifer noted, uh, I am... Here's the thing. Uh, she she feels as though I'm a sadist. I don't know if I am truly a sadist or if I... No, I think I am. I, the, more, the more I think about it, things that I think are funny sometimes are things that... could hurt people and that's that's it i mean that's really the the thing when when we were talking about debrief you remember this already uh i thought it would be great if we i was like so so i don't know how we would do it but if we could get them into the theater and then radically change something about the outside world when they leave like like either they're in a they're in a thing that moves and they don't know about it, so they open up the door and suddenly they're in another place. Something and she's like, "You're describing all these things that would break someone who has a tenuous grasp on reality." And I would think that someone who has a tenuous grasp on reality, uh, you would empathize with them. And I said, "What do you mean?" And she was like, "Right." That was be that was before we got. <laughs> Um, you know, into the Illinois thing. She, she knows me yeah. very, very well now. And I, I use her sometimes as my conscience as far as, hey, is this an okay thing if I were right. to do this? Um, and there are lots of times where I make incorrect choices. Uh, most recently, when, when talking about... Um, she, she pointed out to me that the language that I use sometimes when I talk about, um, like, um, we, we have a, a next door neighbor, uh, Evan, who talks to us sometimes. And one of the things he mentions is that, uh, you know, if, if the racism in the Republican party were able to, if they were able to get rid of it, Right. If they could, and, 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 you know, the, well, I mean, you know, the Southern strategy was something the Democrats were doing for a while and they stopped. So it is possible that, that they could do it because he said, you know, people like, people like my mom, uh, and stuff like that would vote Republican. 
you know, they they align with all the other Republican values. Right. Uh, you know, so that's something. And and I said something to the effect of, you know, as I think I think the the Republican Party will do that as white people start dying off. You know, as as the as the Democratic um As the the Democrat, I was going to say Democratic process, and I was going to say, oh, it's actually a Republican, you know, blah 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 blah. As as the as the Republican voters uh, start shifting that messaging, that that um, prosperity gospel, you know, charismatic Christian side of the Republican Party will sort of wither off, and you'll they will become more inclusive. And and I was talking about how uh, what what we should do as the United States of America is sort of a and the term I used when I was talking to Jennifer was a soft handoff from white people <laughs> to to the rest of the country. And she said, "See, that's that that's not good. You need to examine the words that you're doing." Because right. what we're looking for is, I mean, what you've said right there is kind of still white supremacy talking, right? Yeah. It's a, it's a us and them sort of thing. You're making the what choice we, to do, you know. What we want is inclusion of everyone. Inclusion of everyone is, is you know, going to put everyone on the level playing field. And the wording that you're using it sounds like you know again us and them not not the way that you want to be speaking about your fellow americans which is a very good point uh and something that i wasn't tracking huh it's hard sometimes what are you hearing uh someone's trimming the uh the yard somewhere so anyway um so so that's uh, again I think you got your yardar on. Yeah, someone's mowing a yard out there. My dad. Uh, did, did someone touch the thermostat? What is that from? I guess Family Guy was one of them. There's oh, any weird. show, any show with a goofy dad has a thermostat yeah. joke in it somewhere. Exactly. So, so yeah, that's my mustache is coming back. By the way, you see that? Kinda. Yeah. It'll you be got, it'll be fun. Little, so so little two Ted weeks, Lasso action going there. Kind of to grow it back, and you know I'm gonna have I'm gonna have the right one, pretty soon. Oh, I figured it out by the way. It's all about finding lines. Uh, and so if I do this, I'm, I'm getting close to the camera. See this right here. This and he smiles here. and he's showing his cheek lines, his cheekbones. Crease here. That is going to be how I make sure that my mustache is even. My mustache is going to be trimmed right at those creases. Ah. I think it's going to work out. Um, I am going to let my hair grow out again. We'll see what happens. For as long as it wants. Even though it's thinning a little bit here, and I do have this sort yeah. of almost island of hair, um, <laughs> as it gets as it gets longer... It's a peninsula, Paul. It's still stuff. a peninsula. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I like to see. <laughs> ah, that's what I like to see, a peninsula. Yeah. Oh, pan the camera. Here we go. Ah, see, it's attached right there. Yep. Ah, I love um, me an isthmus. Hold it right. Yeah, okay. Sorry. <laughs> hold it right there. Yeah. That's, still, that's still one of my favorite things, is you and me doing John McKenna impressions for our own amusement. Uh uh, it was it was great. So uh, I think I think I've mentioned to you already um, the Tri Cities possibly a, right or uh, Spokane a, a place um, yeah because I was talking to I was talking to somebody um, you know again Virginia is where a lot of the work is but um, big federal government uh, workforce over in Virginia. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's yeah. A lot of a lot of uh, a lot of the places where where there are. But I mean, the other thing is, it's it's totally. I I mean, Jennifer and I are, and Betty have talked about it. 
we're in no hurry to to kick the kid out, um, as some families are. So once we they move, turn eighteen, they're gone. We want to move someplace where all three of us will have a good time. And here's the thing: if it weren't for Indiana's politics, right? Indianapolis yeah. was a fine city when we went and visited it. Uh, yeah, you know, it's it's close. Many cities you know, are fine cities if you just visit for a little bit. Yeah, but but once you really get to know them, yeah, you start you start to see the cracks. And that's the thing is that Washington State, because of Seattle and all that, is going to stay, you know, pretty good. I think. For although for, I don't know if you heard, our governor has announced he's not seeking re-election, so we will have oh no. a gubernatorial race this uh in 2024 jay inslee no longer who's been in office i think for like some like 14 years um so we're gonna have uh, another election i don't think it's gonna be close because the east side of the state um even though larger by land mass is much smaller by population yeah so yeah we'll see um, do, do we, do you know who is, uh, running? Nobody has announced, but our attorney general, Bob Ferguson has, um, has announced he is beginning an exploratory committee. And a lot of people thought Bob Ferguson was gonna, was gonna run for governor. How is he as attorney general? He's progressive, so yeah, a lot of he's he's a he's a natural um, successor to Inslee. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Um, again, succession. Uh, Fun show. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um. Man, I gotta say that Culkin guy. Pretty good. Pretty exciting. Uh, actor guy. A friend. A friend of mine on. Um, on Twitter has a Kendall Roy impression and it goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I thought well, a good, uh, um, uh, a good, um, Roman Roy impression. I was going to, I'm going to swear here. A good Roman Roy impression oh. is yes. No, I don't know. F you. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Um, yeah, I, 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 uh, I'm looking forward to Silo, which is uh, coming out on Peacock. I think it's, <clears throat> I think it's no, it's Apple. It's Apple, and it's today. I think today's the first time. Then and I've I'll been be watching watch uh, Mrs. Davis. I think I've told you about that. Which Mrs. is Mrs. Davis, the Mrs. new Damon Davis. Lindelof, Lind Lind Lindelof, Lindelof, the new uh, yeah, his thing. And Damon L. I like it a lot. I've been watching uh, the new Bob Odenkirk TV show, Lucky Hank. Oh, how is that going? It's good. It's good. He's uh, He plays an English professor, mm -hmm. a very misanthropic English professor. That sounds right up his alley, uh, yeah. which is good. And uh, Vince, what's his name? Is it Vince? Who's who's the who's the guy who did uh, Breaking Bad or Better Call Saul? Vince Gilligan. Yeah, what's his new deal? Isn't he doing something? He, as far as I know, he has an agreement to do a new show. And the last I heard, Ray Seahorn is going to be starring in it. Who's Ray Seahorn? Can you remind me? Ray Seahorn. Oh, you remember her from uh, Better Call Saul, where she played... Oh. Bob Odenkirk's love interest. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's her name in the show? Of course, how, how can I not remember? Uh, Kim. She played Kim, Kim in Better Call Kim Saul. Kim Wexler. Kim Wexler. Yeah, I did it. Hey, and speaking of doing it, uh, we, we did, did it. another podcast, Ben. Paul Goody, as always, it's a pleasure to talk to you, even though there's like a three-second delay between uh, in our transmission. As, as normal, uh, we kind of fell into a rhythm and we stopped caring and it didn't matter. <laughs> yep. <laughs> we stopped caring and it didn't matter. The Goody Lawrence story. <laughs> or, uh, or also, you said something earlier, um, stuff I don't know. Uh, yeah. The Goody Lawrence podcast. Well, Ben, 
How's oh, we forgot happening? our new catchphrase. How's it happening? I'm just going to say that. <laughs> we'll, re we'll remember it eventually. We always do it at the end. Yeah. At the end. Uh, all right. Anyway. I'll talk to you later. Thanks again. Uh, Keep it wrong, Paul. Pleasure. Keep it wrong until I talk to you later. Bye. Next time. Bye. Till next time. Now, I'm going to stop it, and it's going to be perfect.